Hey, welcome in to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Doing this show during the bye week Sunday. It's uh, Sunday, November the 20th. Jaguars not playing. They probably played enough, haven't they? Ten weeks and three wins. Our Jacksonville Jaguars, three and seven. So that means, as we're brought to you by... Saucer Realty and Capital for your real estate needs in North Florida, whether it's home, residential, business, or real estate, your real estate needs. Again, whether it's home, residential, business, or commercial real estate needs, it's Saucer Realty and Capital. You'll find the link for Saucer Realty on our website. Scroll down to the homepage and the weather information at BigJReport.com. That is absolutely BigJReport.com. I want to thank Elegant Time Travel. Hey, you want to go to the uh, Hall of Fame in 2023, next year, June of 2023? Make sure you give our friend Dee Dee McDermott a call. He's putting together uh, trips uh, for the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and it's going to be in June of 2023. Now's the time to make the plans. Now's the time to ask the questions and give Dee Dee McDermott a call. At time, actually, it's an elegant, um, it is at, as you know, it is at Elegant Time Travel and Dark Diamond Entertainment. That's right, Elegant Time Travel in Jacksonville, Florida and Dark Diamond Entertainment. Preparing for the Pro Football Hall of Fame trip next year in 2023. It's coming up in just a few months. For more details, call D.D. McDermott. At 904-442-3810. That's 904-442-3810. Contact D.D. I call him D, but I call him D.D. or D. D. D.D. McDermott. His phone number again, 904-442-3810 to book your trip or ask any questions about the Hall of Fame trip. That elegant time travel in Dark Diamond Entertainment is putting on as they present going to the Hall, the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Uh, up in Canton, Ohio, that's going to be next June, uh, June the 8th through June the 12th of 2023. Hey, sports fans, come along with us to a sacred area for sports fans, the Pro Football Hall of Fame up in Canton, Ohio. Book your trip by contacting Dee Dee McDermott by uh, phoning him at 904-442-3810. That is 904-442-3810. Please contact Dee Dee McDermott. For more details about the Hall of Fame trip coming up next year, you know, really, in reality, it's just a few months away. So if you'd like to go, this is your opportunity to go at a good price. Enjoy yourself uh, four days, three nights up in Canton, Ohio, and you get a chance to enjoy the Pro Football Hall of Fame uh, practically the entire time you're there. Free breakfast, I'm told, by D.D. McDermott, too. More details about the trip, simply... Uh, Call D.D. McDermott. His phone number here in Jacksonville is 904-442-3810. That is 904-442-3810. To contact one D.D. McDermott. He's putting on the Hall of Fame trip to Canton, Ohio in uh, June of 2023. Give him a call. 904-442-3810. 904-442-3810. The exact dates are going to be, um, let me pull up the dates on the trip again. It's going to be next June, June the 8th through June the 12th of 2023. 
That's Elegant Time Travel and Dark Diamond Entertainment, one of our sponsors at BigJReport.com. And, of course, you hear them on our Teal Shirt Report podcast as well. LakeEvolaHits.com, great internet radio where it's absolutely all good. They have Rock Saturdays, Hits 2000s, Monday through Friday nights. And recognizable hits during the banker's hours, Monday through Friday. You know, Monday through Friday from uh, morning until through late in the afternoon. And then that takes you up Monday through Friday uh, to, of course, uh, hits 2000s, Monday through Friday evenings. Late at night, they start bringing in the deep tracks. That's right. You start hearing some some album album cuts deep tracks, and unique songs late at night. That's on LakeUfallahits.com. Great internet radio where it's all good. And don't forget about the Mad Max Mix. MadMaxMix.Weebly.com. The internet radio Wednesday night music request show comes your way each Wednesday night from 6 o'clock until 8 o'clock Central Time. That's 7 o'clock until 9 o'clock Eastern Time. The MadMaxMix.Weebly.com. Max plays your classic rock request. Your pop music requests from days gone by. Max goes back what? What does he go back? 10, 20, 30, uh, 40 years or more? I mean, it's a I mean, it is a myriad or plethora of music history. Check out Mad Max. I try to check out Mad Max, your host for the Mad Max Mix. MadMaxMix.weebly.com. Go to our website for really the easiest way to click on you know you just go to the neighbors two section at bigjreport.com go to the neighbors two section or the outside the box section you'll find easy to click on links for the for the mad max mix the mad max mix of course uh each and every wednesday night six o'clock and the eight o'clock central time seven to nine eastern time you're tuned into the Teal Shirt Report podcast. We keep you up to date with Jacksonville Jaguars football, North Florida entertainment, other area sports, which includes high school football. It includes uh, high school football, college football. Alex Nunnery's been doing a lot of high school football reports and interviews for us as well. And, you know, Alex talks to a lot of the guys at the high school football level that are going to be playing on Saturdays in college football. Uh, some really, uh, really big uh, prospects for college football. You get to hear the interviews while they're in high school. And uh, Alex Nunnery follows high school football. Also junior college football. Congratulations to JAA. The JAA Moccasins on recently winning the junior college football championship. They're from right here in Jacksonville. Uh, they play their games in Jacksonville and Clay County, so they're you know they're right here in Northeast Florida. That's JAA, and uh, congratulations to them. They've been doing some things in the community. They were involved in uh, a turkey giveaway for you know some some disadvantaged families in the area where they can get free turkeys around Thanksgiving. And man, if you check the price of turkeys, man, the price of turkeys going through the roof. So we're talking about the Jacksonville Jaguars. This is the buy or open week, if you will. You know, for your knowledge, I, I have actually pulled up, and we need to do this, and we will do this, because the next game for the Jaguars is going to be on November the 27th of 2022. That'll be next Sunday. 
one week from right now where we're recording this podcast on Sunday, November the 20th. So the next game for the Jaguars will be Sunday, November the 27th of 2022 at 1 o'clock p.m. At TIAA Bank Field, the Jacksonville Jaguars are 3-7. and seven. They're going to go up against some really uh, tough competition. The Baltimore Ravens, definitely a contender for the AFC title. The Baltimore Ravens are 6-3. and three. Who, who else is going to contend for the AFC championship in the 2022 season? These playoffs, when the playoffs come around, playoffs, when the playoffs come around, they'll be playing in, obviously, January of 2023 but who's in contention for the AFC title in um, this this pro football season this is professional football and who are the contenders there's a lot of pretenders but there's some contenders probably the Baltimore Ravens the Kansas City Chiefs the Buffalo Bills are Miami is are the Miami Dolphins contenders or pretenders at this juncture? They're having a pretty good year. Same same thing could be said for the New York Jets, who have a dramatically improved record uh, this year in twenty twenty two. But we'll you know we'll see what happens out there. Uh, taking a look though at the next game for the Jaguars will be uh, Sunday, November the twenty seventh at one o'clock p.m. It's a home game at TIAA Bank Field in Jacksonville, Florida. I had heard TIAA Bank Field, or I should say TIAA Bank, was going to be selling soon if they are already haven't. So we may actually get a name change on the stadium, whether it's a few weeks or a few months from now. That will be happening in the future. The Jacksonville Jaguars 3-7 and seven after their first 10 games, enjoying the bye week. Trevor Lawrence um, getting a chance to rest. He's come off playing, actually playing two of his better games the last couple of weeks. Uh, the Jags with a victory over the Vegas Raiders a couple of weeks back. They lost to the Chiefs 27-17, to 17, you know, last week before the bye week. But Trevor Lawrence is playing playing well. I mean, even in the game they lost to the Chiefs, he, he completed set right at right around 72% of his passes, had a couple of touchdown passes to Christian Kirk as well. But when we take a look at this game coming up, and, uh, you know, we have, uh, you know, connection sources that, you know, tell us what's going on with games coming up, even if the game, you know, is a week away or more or less. Uh, the next Jaguars game will be a home game. The Baltimore Ravens at the Jacksonville Jaguars on Sunday, November the 27th of 2022. Kickoff at 1 o'clock p.m. at TIAA Bank Field here in Jacksonville, Florida. The kickoff will be at 1 o'clock. Uh, point spread on the game. Baltimore is actually a four-point favorite. What this tells me, Baltimore's got a strong team. They're coming into Jacksonville. Jacksonville's going to get right here. Our Jaguars are going to get probably three or four points for being at home. Uh, Baltimore's a four-point favorite. So, uh, realistically, when you look at it, the odds makers are saying, hey, Baltimore's at least a seven-point. They're seven points better than the Jaguars. The point spread at home in Jacksonville, Baltimore is a four-point favorite. A lot of people, and I'm not really one for following the over-under, but, you know, it does give you an idea of how many points do you think these teams are going to score. You know, Doug Peterson in one of his last press conferences said, yeah, yeah, we need to score more points. Well, you got to score more points than the other team does, whether it's 13 points, 20, 
27 or 30 points, you got to score more points than the other team because it's all about winning the game. Uh, the over-under for this game, at least at this moment, still a few days you know, before the Jaguars' next game, the over-under is 46.5. Wow, 46.5 points. So, you know, I guess you're saying that if it's 46.5 and people believe Baltimore wins by four points, what would you say the score would be? You'd have to do a little math here, right? So you got 46.5 points for the over-under. Um, you know, and so you're dealing with 46 points, right? You know, and, and do a little math, if you will. So that means you're looking at probably, and you know, it could go over, could go over, could go under. So Baltimore's favored by four points. So, you know, when you talk about 46 points, right? Probably, you know, you're talking about 46 points. You're talking about, you know, a, maybe a 24-21 game, 26-21 game, Baltimore winning in, in kind of that range. Or if you think that these teams are going to score more or less, that's when people try to bet the 46.5 points over or under that. So that's some of the info on the Jaguars game uh, playing – Baltimore. Baltimore is six and three. The Jaguars are three and seven. I think a lot of people are looking at the Jaguars as of as of now, or at least in this season, 2022, as being a better team than a three and seven record. Is that a fair assessment? The Jaguars have lost a, a boatload of games by one score. Um, you know, when you lose a game by one score, it means you're losing it in the fourth quarter. The Kansas City game was a little bit different. Kansas City Chiefs have really, really a good team. Got a great quarterback. Patrick Mahomes had four touchdowns against the Jaguars in the, their last game before the bye week. Uh, however, Trevor Lawrence had a couple of touchdown passes, but he was certainly outdueled by one Patrick Mahomes. People talk about Andy Reid, the coach of the Chiefs. Well, I'll talk about him, too. The year, and he used to, he was a longtime head coach for the Philadelphia Eagles. The year he was hired by the Kansas City Chiefs is the same year the Jacksonville Jaguars hired Gus Bradley. That's a little bit of a trivia question I think we used in the Facebook group. So, Coach Doug Peterson, who won a Super Bowl, you know, what was it, about three or four years back, four years back or so with the Philadelphia Eagles? Might have been longer than that. That was the year that uh, – you know, Philadelphia beat New England. They they ran the Phillies special. Um, the Jaguars had made it to an FC, an AFC, an American Football Conference, an AFC uh, championship game back in January of 2018. And, and don't get me started about the officiating in that game. The Patriots won penalty for 10 yards. People want to come up and slap my wrist and say, "Don't talk about the officiating." You mean you mean the one penalty for 10 yards New England got in that game? Uh, Philadelphia did, uh, defeat New England, you know, in that Super Bowl. What was it? A couple of weeks after that. So Jacksonville did not, has never made it to a Super Bowl. The Jaguars, the Jacksonville Jaguars have made it to three AFC championship games. And again, looking at the next game, Baltimore, the Baltimore Ravens at the Jacksonville Jaguars on November the 27th, Sunday, November the 27th, kickoff at 1 o'clock p.m. Right now, the Baltimore Ravens 
are exactly a four-point uh, favorite, you know, in that particular game. We're going to talk SEC football. Man, there's been some upsets. My goodness, can you believe it? On uh, Saturday, November the 19th, the Florida Gators had, you know, had beaten Texas A&M, played a great second half. Their defense played a great second half against Texas A&M. Florida won the game 41-24, to and heck, that was two, three weeks back. And then the next week, they blew out South Carolina like 38-6, to I believe it was. So the only touchdown South Carolina got was a, um, you know, was actually, I think, on a special teams play. And then the Gators, after winning two in a row, they're on a roll. They beat Texas A&M at Texas A&M, uh, took care of South Carolina in a big way at home. Then they went on the road to Nashville to play Vanderbilt. That can be an adventure. There's been a lot of close games over the years where Florida's beaten Vanderbilt by, and I know there's been those sheer blowouts where Florida has blown out Vanderbilt, like, you know, Georgia blew out Vanderbilt earlier in the season. Georgia's kind of like, you know, based on all the scores, the games, Georgia's just kind of like head and shoulders right now, almost, you know, above the rest of the SEC, except for maybe Alabama. Alabama would give Georgia a very good football game. We'll find out the SEC title game. Georgia will play LSU in the SEC title game. But Florida got upset by Vanderbilt. And amazing. Uh, you know, it was really amazing. There was uh, an instance in the game. Second quarter, Vanderbilt leads 7-6, to six, right? And I think Florida went back to field a punt, a long punt deep in the Gators' territory. The wind might have grabbed a hold of the ball a little bit. The ball was not fielded uh, cleanly or bobbled or fumbled or whatever happened. The ball was loose in the end zone, and Vanderbilt jumped on it for a touchdown, and that had to be really the changing point of the game because at that point, Vanderbilt had a 14-6 to lead going into halftime. And uh, the Gators seemed like they really couldn't recover from that. I think AR-15 might have had a you know decent game statistically. I think he put up a lot of yards. Not so much rushing yards. Seems like he was attempting to pass the ball more, even though, you know, the way the regular seasons broke down, you know, Anthony Richardson is just not completing enough passes overall. It looks like he did a little bit better in that vernacular yesterday, but you don't win the game. I'm, I'm saying yesterday was Saturday, November the 19th. So Florida sadly loses to Vanderbilt. They fought hard to get back into the game and, Man, um, was an extremely, you know, just an extremely difficult loss when you think about Florida, you know, getting beat by by Vanderbilt. My goodness. Um, we'll pull up the uh, we'll pull up the game score. You know, Vanderbilt essentially won the game by a touchdown. Florida came down the field with waning seconds. You know, they were trying to throw up a Hail Mary prayer at the end of the game. Florida really didn't have the, the chance to to win this game. They got behind early. Vanderbilt won it. Vanderbilt 31, the Florida Gators 24, the final score. Vandy's won five games. You know, in our, our last podcast, we had we did the SEC Power Rankings, the BigJReport.com SEC Power Rankings. We move Vanderbilt out of the cellar to 13th and Texas A&M to 14th. So, you know, Vandy, they've kind of, you know, held their own. They've won five games. 
overall, including a victory over Hawaii and a couple other teams. And now they've won two SEC conference games back-to-back, defeating Kentucky and the Florida Gators back-to-back. I know the Vanderbilt win over Kentucky, I believe, was three points. Um, you know, as you know, Vandy, um, you know, beat Florida. And um, it was, again, what was it, 31-24. to Let's uh, pull up the score again. It was Vanderbilt 31, Florida 24. Vanderbilt now 5-6, and six, the Gators 6-5. and five. I mean, Florida's going to go bowling, but, man, it would have been a lot better if they had beat Vanderbilt. Um, and, you know, 7-4 and four is obviously better than 6-5, uh, and five, of course. We're going to talk uh, more college football coming up. Can you believe Tennessee got beat by South Carolina? I didn't even realize that Saturday. I kind of, you know, had was working on some other things Saturday. I didn't watch the game, but I heard about the score. I didn't hear about the score until Sunday morning. I said, you know, I got to go check all the scores. And lo and behold, South Carolina actually blew the doors off Tennessee. The doors blew the the wheels off the Gators too, by well, by seven points. So, so a lot of stuff going on in college football. College football playoff is kind of a simple formula. The SEC title game of Georgia wins or loses, they're in. If Georgia loses, both Georgia and LSU are in. I think Tennessee's played their way out of it. Tennessee got upset badly by South Carolina. South Carolina 63, Tennessee 38, a final on Saturday, no, on Saturday, November the 19th. Uh, we're going to take a look at some more college football scores, some high school playoff scores too. Uh, second round games in North Florida, South Georgia, uh, Central Florida. I know over in Alabama, you know, and Alabama's a little bit different from Georgia and Florida, whereas the playoffs in uh, South Alabama and Alabama started, I believe the playoffs over there were uh, actually started about a week before the South Georgia, North Florida and Central Florida, or just the state of Florida playoffs and the state of Georgia playoffs. Alabama started about a week before Florida and Georgia. I mean, Tennessee's got a high powered offense. They scored 38 points in this game. That should have been enough to win the game. That's how many points Florida scored against South Carolina. However, the quarterback for South Carolina, what's his name, Rattler, the one that transferred from Oklahoma, man, he played out of his mind. South Carolina 63, Tennessee 38 the final. I think Tennessee's defense has those problems, but again, the quarterback just had a game where everything was going right for him, and uh, South Carolina won the game 63 to. 38 over Tennessee against South Carolina, 63, and Tennessee, 38. We'll talk some more college football coming up on the Teal Shirt Report podcast. We'll talk more college football, high school football. We got North Florida Entertainment coming up and more. Uh, good to have you with us on the uh, Jaguars bye week episode. I've never liked that word bye week. It kind of insinuates that you're, you know, actually – you're advancing because you've done well. You're, you're advancing to another round. Uh, it's like a bye week. Uh, hey, they're giving us a victory. Well, they're not giving you anything, and you're just taking a week off. It's actually an open open date. I've always liked that term better, the open date, which you really which was made famous in college football years ago. So 
whether you call it the open date, the bye week, I think most people know this day and age in 2022, what you're talking about. The Jaguars off on November the 20th. They will host the Baltimore Ravens in their next game on Sunday, November the 27th, 1 o'clock kickoff at TIA Bank Field. Here in Jacksonville, Florida, we told you a little bit earlier, we did take a look at the point spread. The Baltimore Ravens are a four-point favorite over the Jaguars on Sunday coming up November the 27th. We'll have more of the Teal Shirt Report podcast coming up. Uh, Stay tuned. We're brought to you in part by the Mad Max Mix.weebly.com. Lake Ufala Hits, the the, the great internet radio, LakeUfalaHits.com, right? I have to always make sure I get these websites right. LakeUfalaHits.com, right? pull it up right now make sure i'm telling you about the right thing here we got the right one baby right lakeufallahits.com let's see you put an s on the end of it it's not gonna work let's try it again let's pull up the website lakeufallahits.com lakeufallahits.com with two e's right lakeufallahits.com let me try to pull that up again um, the Mad Max Mix.weebly.com, you know, another one of our sponsors of BigJReport.com and the Teal Shirt Report podcast, Elegant Time Travel and Dark Diamond Entertainment doing the Hall of Fame trip up to Canton, Ohio in uh, June of 2023. Contact D.D. McDermott. We gave you his phone number a little bit earlier. Let me grab uh, D.D. McDermott's phone number again. If you have questions, if you'd like to go to the, the Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio. Man, it's simple. Uh, Contact D.D. McDermott. He can answer any of your questions at 904-442-3810. 904-442-3810. As they're planning, they're going to have some buses, really uh, elegant and nice buses going up to uh, Canton, Ohio. And uh, I believe it's uh, free breakfast when you're up there. Uh, Obviously, you have a place to stay, (laughs) and uh, it's going to be great. Uh, but, you know, all those questions like where you're going to stay, uh, the meals, the breakfast, uh, whatever's available to you up in Canton, Ohio, when you take this trip, please contact D.D. McDermott. It's going to be a fun trip. going to really, for a lot of people, be a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. So if you'd like to go to the Hall of Fame uh, trip being put on up in Canton, Ohio at the Hall of Fame uh, by Elegant Time Travel in Jacksonville, Florida, uh, the Pro Football Hall of Fame trip is coming up. For more details, contact Dee Dee McDermott, 904-442-3810. 904-442-3810. If you have any questions or if you'd like to book your trip, the trip will be in uh, June of 2023. That's next year, but still only a you know, still only a few months away. Call Dee Dee McDermott at 904-442-3810. 904-442-3810. For the upcoming Pro Football Hall of Fame trip in uh, Canton, Ohio. And hey, Dee Dee McDermott and everybody with uh, Elegant Time Travel and Dark Diamond Entertainment, look forward to seeing you there. It's going to be a lot of fun at the Hall of Fame trip, Canton, Ohio, where the Hall of Fame is located. The Pro Football Hall of Fame is located. Call Dee Dee McDermott for more details. Again, 904 442 3810. 904 442. 3810. The trip's going to be held. Let's see. It's June the 8th. Let me double check the dates on that. It's going to be June the 8th. 
So make sure you book your trip. Elegant time travel, putting it on. And again, the trip, the trip is going to be, let me pull up the dates again. The trip uh, is going to be held. And it's like four days and three nights, I believe. And uh, let me find that date again. It's going to be in June of 2023. Uh, That will be next year. They're looking forward to seeing you at the trip. The trip is going to be in June, obviously. Let me pull the dates back up. Just want to make sure I'm giving you the right dates for the trip. And this trip is being put on by Elegant Time Travel and Dark Diamond Entertainment, presenting Going to the Hall of Fame, the Pro Football Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio, on June the 8th through June the 12th of 2022. I want to thank all of our sponsors, uh, Time Elegant Time Travel, I should say. That's Elegant Time Travel and Dark Diamond Entertainment. Saucer Realty and Capital for your real estate needs here in North Florida. You can find the link to Saucer Realty by going to our website, at BigJReport.com, scrolling all the way down to our 24-7 North Florida weather info. About halfway through the weather, you'll find the link for Saucer Realty and Capital. Um, And again, we want to mention Elegant Time Travel, doing the Hall of Fame trip to Canton, Ohio, next June of 2023. LakeEvolHits.com, great internet radio where it's all good. Uh, the Mad Max Mix.weebly.com. Mad Max is your host for the Mad Max Mix each Wednesday night, 6 o'clock until 8 o'clock Central Time, 7 o'clock until 9 o'clock Eastern Time. More of the Teal Shirt Report podcast coming up. Hey, we'll be right back. Thank you for listening. Okay, you're tuned in to the uh, Teal Shirt Report podcast, TSR, as some people call it, the Teal Shirt Report podcast. And I I do honestly have a teal shirt that I wear a good bit of the time. Thank you for tuning in. Jacksonville Jaguars play that next game November 27th. On Sunday, November the 27th, they've experienced a bye week on November 20th. Jaguars 3-7, and you can't really change any of that that's the 10 games 10 games in jacksonville jaguars are now three and seven i want to congratulate baba roblo and the jacksonville iceman winning a couple of games back to back uh they defeated you know they actually defeated the new team in the east coast hockey league the savannah ghost pirates i believe they're called couple of close overtime wins. Uh, the Jacksonville Iceman uh, defeated the South Carolina Stingrays on Friday night. Then they beat uh, the Savannah team, I believe, on Saturday night. So the Jacksonville Iceman, a couple of overtime wins. The Jacksonville Iceman are now 7-5 and five on the season, as we do check North Florida Entertainment. I know in January our good, our good friends are going to be at the Voussoir, right? Right. And we're talking about North Florida local band Psychic Deli. Um, you know, we want to make sure we always uh, give them a little plug. Psychic Deli, I mean, they're they're good folks. Uh, I've, I've been to a couple of their shows. 
they do a lot of um, cover cover songs. You know, they play a lot of cover songs. They will do some Pink Floyd and um, some other groups as well. And just go to a show, check them out. You'll know a lot of the music they're playing. And um, so we're going to talk about North Florida Entertainment while we got an opportunity here. Uh, I talked to Chris Parker. TJ Overman, uh, the guitar player, is also in our group, too. And, of course, their entire band, great guys. Uh, Chris Parker from Psychic Deli told me they had two shows lined up, and they had to cancel them uh, due to uh, band member scheduling conflicts. But right now, the next one on the books is not until January the 21st of the new year, 2023. But heck, that's not that far away. That's like, uh, what, a couple of months down the road in the new year of 2023. So right now, according to Chris Parker uh, with Psychic Deli, North Florida local band Psychic Deli, right now looks like January the 21st at the Voussoir in Atlantic Beach, Florida which is kind of just right next door to Jacksonville and Jacksonville Beach when we talk about Atlantic Beach, Florida. So the Boussoir is in Atlantic Beach. So Psychic Deli right now looks like their next show, unless, you know, they're going to they're gonna do this show on January 21st, but they might also, there could be another, uh, perhaps another event or a show pop-up between now and then, but the next one that is firmed up and scheduled Looks like January the 21st at the Boussoir in Atlantic Beach will be the next show officially on the books uh, for Psychic Deli. Uh, Chris Parker went on to say, looks like a, you know, a lot can happen between now and then. And Chris said he would keep me posted. But the next one for sure for North Florida local band Psychic Deli will be on January the 21st at the Boussoir. In Atlantic Beach, very good. And I haven't been to that venue yet, but according to Chris and people that have talked about the Voussoir, good place to go, have a good time, uh, enjoy some music. And again, Psychic Deli will be at the Voussoir in Atlantic Beach on January the 21st. Make your plans to be there uh, that evening. Really, really big show at the uh, arena on February the 26th, Journey will be in Jacksonville. Journey and Toto. Journey playing all their songs. Toto playing a multitude of songs they have. Toto was so big, man. Um, uh, probably from the mid-70s through the early 80s. Songs like, what, 99? 99 was probably one of my favorite songs by them. They did a song called Hold the Line. 99, they did Rosanna, and many, many other songs. Toto will be uh, at the arena, the Vice Star Veterans Memorial Arena in Jacksonville, Florida, on uh, February the 26th. So you got Journey and Toto on the same bill, February the 26th. And that will be, of course, at the, um, the Vice Star Veterans Memorial Arena downtown in Jacksonville, Florida. So that's some uh, North Florida entertainment for you up to the moment. Going back to college football, Vandy got Florida. Vanderbilt 31, Florida 24. Vanderbilt's got five wins in the hopper. Two of those wins are conference wins over Kentucky the week before. And now Florida, sadly, my Florida Gators go down against Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt's not beaten Florida that many times in recent years, but they, they got them on Saturday, November the 19th of 2022. I got some more college football scores for you. Um, the team that has really come on, and of course Florida really came on with big victories over Texas A&M and South Carolina. 
And now South Carolina looks like they're for real all of a sudden with what a 63 to 63 to 38 win. You know, uh, South Carolina defeating uh, Tennessee, I should say. South Carolina 63 and uh, Tennessee 38, the final score. And we got more college football scores coming right up. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Okay, so let's move into uh, more college football scores. Again, Vanderbilt took down the Florida Gators. Vanderbilt 31, Florida 24, the loss for Florida. Drops the Gators a 6-5 and five with the Florida State game coming up the day after Thanksgiving on Friday. Uh, the Florida Gators will play FSU on Friday, and this will be the day after Thanksgiving. Again, Vanderbilt 31, Florida 24. And I'll tell you what, when you talk about college football, I remember – um, watching one of the, the shows that the SEC network did, and they were interviewing. They actually had a, a personality or a former player or somebody that was really a big fan of that school, representing each school in the SEC. And I remember James Carville, Democratic strategist, as you know. You know, he did a lot of work years ago for, uh, I guess, the Clintons, Bill Clinton or what have you. And whether you believe or whether you agree with the politics or not, one thing I liked is probably maybe the only thing I've liked, one of the very few things I've liked that James Carville said, because he's a staunch LSU fan. So James Carville, basically a political strategist, I think, for a good portion of his life, he went to LSU. And one of the great lines that he said, and I love this so much, and if you're about my age, you know, you grew up, you grew up watching, you know, SEC football, college football in the 1970s when you're a kid or 1980s when you're a kid or thereabouts. Um, James Carville said, if your if your college football team loses on Sunday and you can read that Sunday paper, you're not a college football fan. And I thought that was such a profound statement because, you know, back in the day, we we're all waiting on that newspaper to look at the scores. If Florida has a big win, hey, you want to you want to take a look at how they won and just kind of bask in the glow of victory. It's kind of like the old ABC wild wide world of sports, right? Where they said the agony of defeat, the agony of defeat. And of course, the you know, the elation of victory, as, as Joe Namath said when he won the Super Bowl and held up, held up one finger. <laughs> it was not the middle finger, by the way. <laughs> Joe Namath held up one finger and said we're number one uh, when they beat the Colts in the Super Bowl. What was that, back in 69, I believe? Uh, but I didn't really watch that Super Bowl. I, I I was a year too young to watch that one. I my first Super Bowl was when the Chiefs beat Minnesota. When the Chiefs beat Minnesota back in 1970. So I'm kind of telling my age, but man, it was a great time to grow up. 1970s, 1980s. I tell kids that grow up nowadays, and some really nice kids out there. Man, I, I wish you could have grown up in our era. You know, before the cell phone. I think the only people that had you know, phones in their car were probably doctors back then. Now everybody's got a phone everywhere. It's in the car. It's in the kitchen. It's in the bathroom. It's uh, everywhere. 
So, you know, again, talking about James Carville that went to LSU, there was a movie on the SEC Network. They picked out one personality or former player from, from each of the schools. I know Emmett Smith was a representative from Florida. Uh, the guy from Arkansas, I think, was a comedian. I mean, they had a variety of people. I think it was Darius Rucker, the singer for South Carolina. He's a staunch South Carolina fan. I don't think he would sing Rocky Top. <laughs> but he's a great singer. He used to be with uh, Hootie and the Blowfish, and now he's more, you know, he's been like a solo performer, Darius Rucker, for years and years and years. So so James Carville, I thought that was so profound what he said about, man, if you're a college football fan, if your team loses and you can read the Sunday paper, you're not a college football fan. And, man, that with, with us, it grew up back in the day, man. That, that rings so true, I believe. So typically, Vanderbilt beats Florida 31 to 24. Man, the Gator fans don't want to talk about it. Um, one guy in the Facebook group, Greg Tartar, said they're probably not drinking coffee. They're drinking something stronger in Gainesville on this Sunday after Florida lost to Vandy up in Nashville. Vanderbilt 31, Florida State. I'm sorry. Man, I've got Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt beat Florida. Vanderbilt beat Florida. Let's get that right. Vanderbilt 31-4-24. Now, I saw the scores. Um, I'm going to tell you, Florida State, man, they are stringing some victories together. I have always liked Coach Mike Norvell. He had a winning record at the mid-majors, unlike Willie Taggart, who had basically a losing record at the mid-majors. But taking a look at the scores, Let's see what we got, man. I, you know, I missed some of the games yesterday. I wasn't as proficient at watching college football as I normally do. I got some scores. Tulane's got a good football team this year. They beat SMU. Tulane fifty-nine, SMU twenty-four. Georgia won. I didn't even know if Georgia played or not, but man, they played Kentucky, and it was a low-scoring game. Kentucky got mad, I think, after they. You know, after Kentucky got beat by Vanderbilt by three points, man, they gave Georgia a good game, low-scoring game. Georgia puts their 11th one in the hopper. I'm going to go ahead and say it. Georgia puts one in the hopper. Normally, that's left for, you know, kind of some of the mediocre teams that are trying to rise up, as you say. Georgia beat Kentucky. These are the Saturday games on November the 19th of 2022. And I'm just – some of these scores I'm seeing for the very first time because I was not really staunchly following, if staunchly is a word. I was not really staunchly following college football on Saturday other than the Florida game. I, I saw Florida State was beating Louis uh, – I'm sorry, beating uh, Louisiana, the Raging Cajuns, where, of course, Coach Billy Napier coached last year and about three years, you know, before he got to Florida. Again, Vanderbilt – Beat Florida, Vanderbilt 31, Florida 24. Kentucky came to play, played some defense. And, you know, Coach Stoops, you know, at, at Kentucky uh, is known for his defense, and they played Georgia pretty tough. Georgia won the game 16-6. to Georgia is now 11-0, and I believe they got one game left with Georgia Tech. They should easily win that one. Ohio State keeps winning. They're undefeated. They defeated Maryland. Maryland gave them a little bit of a battle. Uh, Maryland scored 17 points in the fourth quarter, but still still fell short. Ohio State ranked number two. Of course, Georgia's number one, Ohio State two. Ohio State beat Maryland. Ohio State 43, Maryland 30. How about Michigan? My goodness, they 
they came close to getting beat. They beat uh, Illinois by two points. Michigan 19, Illinois 17. You got the big game. Can it get any bigger than this? Michigan 11-0. Ohio State 11-0, and now they will play. There's also a Big Ten title game coming up. Who goes undefeated? Obviously, Michigan and Ohio State, somebody will lose that game. And the winner is going to be in the title game, I think, because they're undefeated. Even if they lose the Big Ten championship game, I'm thinking the winner of the Michigan-Ohio State game is going to be in the playoff. Unless something crazy happens. If LSU can upset Georgia, then LSU is going to be in in Georgia too. But there'll be a representative from the Big Ten, maybe a representative from the Big 12. The ACC, man, I got to check the ACC standings. Is anybody... Going to be allowed to get in? Will Clemson be allowed to get in? Let's take a look at some other scores. Man, South Carolina just blasted Tennessee. The South Carolina quarterback, Rattler, I think his name is. Man, he just went off, as, 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 as they say in fantasy football. Uh, Rattler played out of his mind. South Carolina scored 21 points in the first quarter. They scored 21 points in the fourth quarter, 14 points in the second quarter, scored seven in the third quarter. Tennessee put up 38 points just like Florida did the week before. However, Florida only gave up six points to South Carolina. Tennessee gave up 63. South Carolina 63, Tennessee 38. LSU is starting to show themselves as the SEC Western Division champion now. Uh, LSU beat UAB 41 to 10. I'm going to tell you right now, the uh, the Pac-12, man, I, I don't know if any of those teams have any business in the playoff at all. USC, though, is 10-1. and one. Looks like they're 10-1. and one. What are they, 10-1 and one overall, 8-1 and one in the Pac-12. They beat UCLA, USC 48, UCLA 45. You've got four. You've got probably four or as many as five teams in the Pac-12 that just simply beat, beat each other up. Uh, USC, though, I didn't realize their record was as good as it is. They are 10-1. Uh, and one. I, I don't think they make the playoff unless something crazy happens. UCLA's fallen kind of off the map. Uh, but it was a close game, USC and UCLA. Chip Kelly has had a good season at, uh, at UCLA. The former Philadelphia Eagles coach, the former Oregon Duck coach. Chip Kelly in UCLA is 8-3. and three. It looks like they're... Was that five and three in the Pac-12? Um, Alabama beat Austin P. By the way, Alabama thirty-four, Austin P. Nothing. I believe they call Austin P. the governors, but they didn't score nothing on Bama. It was Alabama thirty-four, Austin P. Nothing. Clemson. Clemson is ten and one, so they still got a shot at getting in the playoff. They got a shot. Clemson ten and one out of the ACC. They're actually eight and zero oh in the ACC. Um, they beat up Miami. Everybody's beaten Miami lately. Miami is what five and six, three and four in the ACC. Clemson forty, Clemson forty, the U Miami ten. Clemson forty, Miami of Florida ten. Um, some other scores. Oregon got the best out of Utah. Man, Utah got a good team, but they've lost three games. One of their losses was to Florida. Utah, I believe they're eight and three now. About six and two in the Pac-12. Oregon got them on Saturday, November the nineteenth. Oregon twenty, Utah seventeen. The final scores. We're going through some of the college football scores. Penn State nine and two. 
Penn State 55, Rutgers 10. Rutgers is a Big Ten team, by the way. They wanted that. The Big Ten wanted that New Jersey, New York market. Georgia Tech got a win in the hopper. Man, they got their fifth win of the year. They're five and six. They beat North Carolina. And when Tech wins, it's always a low-scoring game. Tech doesn't have a lot of offense, but they are very competitive defensively. Georgia Tech actually won that game. They're getting ready for their, you know, the big rivalry, Georgia-Georgia Tech, which Georgia should steamroll them, you would think. Uh, but if but if Georgia plays down to the level of competition, they get in a low scoring game. You know, Tech Tech has won some games. They put a game in the hopper against Duke. Uh, Georgia Tech beat the Pitt Panthers earlier in the season in a low scoring game. This one, Georgia Tech twenty one, North Carolina seventeen. Georgia Tech now five and six. Arkansas, man, how about this one? Hey, Suey. And then what they do, they do the big hog call up in Arkansas. Arkansas beat Ole Miss. Lane Kiffin's dropped a couple of games in, in a couple of weeks here. Ole Miss will be dropping a little bit in our power rankings, but they're still 8-3. and three. Ole Miss is still going to go to a pretty nice bowl game. Ole Miss 8-3, and three, getting ready for the Egg Bowl against Mississippi State and the Pirate Mike Leach. Arkansas 42, Ole Miss 27. That game played on Saturday, November the 19th. Kansas State 48. Uh, West Virginia 31. That was actually a Big 12 game. Both those teams in the Big 12. Uh, Kansas State's 8-3. and three. They'll, they'll go to a nice bowl. No playoff no playoff appearance. So you only got four teams in the college football playoff at the moment. I think eight is the right number. And you got people saying, well, they're going to have 12. I don't know, man. Does the regular season count for anything? Do the conference championship games count for much? There should not be more than eight teams in the playoff. That's just my opinion. Any more than eight, and I don't. I don't even mind a play-in game. You have a couple of games where people play in to get that seventh or eighth spot, and which would actually equate to maybe a ten-team playoff if you had a pl- couple of play-in games, one or two play-in games. So I think an eight-team playoff plus maybe a play-in game or two. How about Florida State, man? I'm going to tell you right now, Coach Mike Norvell, and I've never been a Florida State fan, but I did tell some Florida State fans that are friends of mine when they hired Coach Mike Norvell. I said I'm going to root for I'm going to root for Florida State every game except when they play my Florida Gators. Florida State beat up on Louisiana. Florida State 49, Louisiana 17, and that's not going to sit well with Coach Napier, who spent over three years almost four years at with the Louisiana Raging Cajuns. Florida State is coming in on fire, man. They are 8-3. and three. Florida State's going to go to a bowl game. This, this Florida-Florida State game is going to be pivotal. However, since Florida lost to Vanderbilt, it would have been nice if Florida had beaten Vanderbilt and had it like a three-game winning streak coming into this game, but they're not. Florida State lost to Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt, uh, Vanderbilt 31, Florida 24. On Saturday, November the nineteenth. Uh, so again, Florida State—they were—they were winners. Florida State forty-nine, Louisiana, Louisiana Raging Cajun seventeen. Uh, I think I passed the Notre Dame score. Notre Dame forty-four, Boston College nothing. The Naval Academy beat Central Florida. This was kind of an upset, actually. Uh, UCF was ranked twentieth in the nation. Both of these teams are actually in that American conference. What is it? The AAF, I think they call it the AAC, something like that. 
um, with the American Athletic Conference, I believe they call it, the AAC, I believe. Uh, Navy beat them. A little bit of a surprise. Navy 17, UCF 14 the final. Hey, Oklahoma, man, they had really been looking bad for a few weeks, and now they kind of turn it around in the rivalry game. Oklahoma 28, Oklahoma State 13. Oklahoma 6-5, and five, Oklahoma State 7-4. and four. Both those teams will bowl, but is it going to be like the old Blue Bonnet Bowl or something, even though the Blue Bonnet Bowl doesn't exist? They'll go somewhere, Weed Eater Bowl or something like that. Uh, Oregon State 31. Oregon State's now 8-3. The Oregon State Beavers 31, Arizona State 7. Uh, Louisville 7-4. Louisville beats North Carolina State. Louisville 25, North Carolina State 10. Um, Cincinnati good, but not as good as they have been the last couple of years. Cincinnati defeated Temple, Cincinnati 23, Temple 3. And Cincinnati will go to some type of bowl, probably a pretty good bowl. They're 9-2. and two. They're ranked 25th in the country, but they're 9-2. They're and two. Nice record. Uh, convincing win over Temple 23-3. So that's some of the top uh, college football scores, obviously, from over the weekend on Saturday November the 19th, we appreciate you very, very much, um, you know, tuning in to the uh, Teal Shirt Report podcast. We do appreciate you listening in. And uh, the Teal Shirt Report podcast, you know, comes at you constantly, 24-7. So, again, we appreciate you tuning in to the Teal uh, Shirt Report podcast, obviously. Boy, South Carolina beat up on Tennessee. Let me give you that score again. South Carolina 63, Tennessee 38. Tennessee scored a lot of points, but obviously South Carolina uh, scored more. They certainly did. So that's some of the the very latest uh, college football scores as you're listening to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. I was trying to find my settings. You know, it's different um, than... It is different doing this podcast than terrestrial radio, which I did for over 20 years at many radio stations in Florida, Georgia, and even in Alabama. I was a sports talker in three states. I, you know, I, I did the music formats, played music, program music. Uh, we did it all in radio. And so now, obviously, podcasting is different than terrestrial radio. But, hey, it's still pretty close to the same thing. So we gave you kind of a rundown of the college football scores on Saturday, November the 19th. There were a few surprises, especially the Vanderbilt victory over Florida, 31 to 24. And the Tennessee loss to South Carolina, South Carolina 63, Tennessee 38. Those were probably two of the biggest surprises. Florida State is eight and three. Florida State, to me, looks like they're getting on a roll. And what I was going to say about Coach Mike Norvell, the guy's a good coach. He can coach. His last year at Memphis, his Memphis Tigers went 11 and 1, and they went to the Cotton Bowl. This guy can coach. He's gone through the, the COVID year or two at Florida State. And now they're coming out of that. They are gradually getting better and better. I like it when Florida State and Florida both have good teams. It makes the game when they play each other so much better. Florida kind of reeling after the Vanderbilt loss, obviously, but you know, Florida had proven that they could beat some teams. They they beat Texas A&M 41-24. Jimbo doing the limbo. Texas A&M's at the rock bottom 14th place in our, you know, any chance they had a climbing out of the cellar kind of ended when, when Vanderbilt beat Kentucky and then Vanderbilt beat Florida. 
Florida and Vanderbilt are probably going to be close in the power rankings. Might still have Florida ahead of Vanderbilt in the power rankings, but we'll take a look at the power rankings and probably do that on the next podcast. Right now, though, you're listening to episode show number 64 of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. I'm, I'm trying to think of a football player wearing number 64. I can't think of one. Last time I remember a 64 was probably some kind of grade I got in school that, that I was very unhappy with. Uh, I preferred the 90s and scoring the 100 on the test, but some tests were kind of difficult back in the high school and college days. So we appreciate you tuning in. We're going to obviously hit the high school scores as well as the Teal Shirt Report podcast continues. Glad to see the Iceman have put a couple of wins back to back in the hopper. You know, we talked about the Jacksonville Iceman, North Florida's hockey team that they play at the arena, obviously, uh, here at Jackson, here in Jacksonville, Florida. And um, I tell you, um, hockey is a great sport, especially if you're watching hockey in person. Hockey is a great game to watch in person. That way you can watch other things involved with the game. When you watch hockey on TV, it's like, oh, they're going to follow the puck the whole way. Now, and you want to follow the puck when you watch the game. But then there's, you know, players playing away from the puck as well that you get a chance to get more adept at how the game of hockey is played. The fights, the checks, uh, you know, people moving the puck around, the goaltending. Uh, it's a great game. And we're fortunate to have a team in Jacksonville, the Jacksonville Iceman, North Florida's hockey team that plays at the Vistar Veterans Memorial Arena. Exciting things happening for the Iceman. They they did buy the Ice and Sports Complex uh, where the Southern Steam used to play their indoor football games. The Southern Steam, you know, uh, moved up to uh, playing games in Macon. Basically, the Southern Steam, they're going to play games in, you know, most of the time either in Florida, Central and North Florida, or up in the Georgia, because most of the players are from Florida and Georgia that play for the Southern Steam. Ice hockey, the Jacksonville Iceman now 7-5 and five after a couple of impressive overtime wins back-to-back. The Iceman uh, defeated the South Carolina Stingrays in overtime then the very next night on Saturday, which would have been Saturday, November the 19th. They had a one-goal overtime victory over the the new team in the East Coast Hockey League, the Savannah Ghost Pirates, I believe they're called. So we'll check high school football uh, coming up next as we continue with the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Next game for the Jaguars will be on Sunday, November the 27th, as the Baltimore Ravens will come to Jacksonville. And Baltimore is coming in as a road team, but they are actually a four-point favorite over the Jaguars. We'll talk high school football coming up so sit back relax the teal shirt report podcast is continuing man there was a lot of college football scores and obviously we don't give them all to you but we try to give you a good many um who's going to be in the 14 playoff that's going to be debated some there's still some more games to be played the uh, conference championship games are really cool i i think they i think the conference championship game should really almost be counted more toward the playoff than they are. Uh, Georgia will play LSU, and we're going to have to take a look at the line on that game, the SEC title game between uh, Georgia and LSU. Georgia should be, uh, I would think, a heavy favorite, but we'll take a look at it 
Uh, more of the Teal Shirt Report podcast coming up. Stay tuned. Hey, we'll be right back. Hey, the Till Shirt Report podcast continues, episode show number 64. I'm trying to find a famous number 64, not just a 64 test score. Man, I, it seemed like I remember that 64 is a bad test score I might have had in high school or college. So things got better after that, though. So I, I did have my my fair share of tests that were in the you know 80s, 90s, or even, even 100. So... We'll take a look at famous uh, number 64s. Number 64, famous ball players. We'll try to take a look at that. High school football. Hey, Apopka won on Saturday night, November the 19th. The Apopka Blue Darters, they, they play good defense. Apopka defeated Winter Park. It was Apopka 28. That's a Central Florida high school playoff game here in the state of Florida. The Apopka Blue Darters, uh, 28. Uh, Winter Park 7, the final score. Larry Coles looking down at us uh, from heaven. I know he's happy on that orange and blue cloud. He wasn't happy about the about the Vanderbilt-Florida game where Vanderbilt beat Florida 31-24, but he was happy about the Apopka victory, Apopka 28, and Winter Park 7, the final score. That was a Saturday night high school football game, November the 19th. Uh, there were a lot of high school football playoff games on Friday night. That would have been Friday night, what, uh, Friday night, uh, November the 18th. Let's see. Let's see if we've got, we got some players here that wore number 64, I believe. Let me take a look. Some of these guys, some names coming up. There's a lot of people that wore 64. Almost every team probably had a number 64. Um, famous soccer players to wear number 64. Um, let's take, we'll take a look. I'm not seeing any famous guys right off the bat, but, uh, keep an eye on some guys that might've wore the number, uh, 64. My goodness. Okay. So we're going to get back to, uh, Tom Rafferty wore 64. I think he played for the Cowboys, right? Played for the Cowboys. Uh, Rafferty, I believe, played with the Cowboys from, let's see. Let's see, Rafferty. Tom Rafferty was from 1976 to 1989, and I believe he played for the Cowboys. And apparently he wore number 64. That's one of the names jumps out at me right off the, the bat there. Um, hmm. A lot of players wore 64, but not a lot of stars that you remember. Tom Rafferty, I remember him. I believe he played for the Cowboys. It was a number 64. So we'll, hey, we'll, we'll delve into that some more. We like to give you the numbers that kind of correspond with our podcast episode show number. This is episode show number 64. Of the Teal Shirt Report podcast, season number three. We've been doing the show since mid-January of 
2020. We actually started uh, prior to COVID, or at least at that time we didn't know about COVID in January of 2020. COVID officially, I think, started in the United States uh, where people started postponing concerts, games, probably mid-late March, right, of 2020. So we'll, t- we'll get back to uh, some high school football scores. Uh, uh, in fact, some of the scores around Jacksonville. Let's see, on Friday night, November the 18th, uh, Baker County, Florida, the Wildcats uh, won their second-round game. Uh, Baker County defeated Baldwin. Baker County, Florida, 31. Baldwin, 29. Uh, Reigns beat my dad's school. Reigns, 18. Uh, the Riverside Generals, formerly known as Lee High School, nothing. Reigns playing some good defense. It was a battle. I mean, every time these two schools get together, it was a battle. Uh, the Riverside Generals, formerly known as Lee High School, a zero. Reigns played some defense. Reigns scored 18 points to win the game. Reigns, 18. The Riverside Generals, formerly known as Lee High School, nothing. So Reigns, 18. Riverside Generals, nothing. Uh, let's see. Uh, Cornerstone. I'm not as familiar with these schools. Cornerstone Academy, 48. First Coast Christian 25, a final. I am familiar with this school, man. They are they are big time high school football. Big time high school football team. Bartram Trail, uh, 42. Creekside, 15, a final. These are the games played on Friday night, November the 18th, around North Florida. Again, Baker County, Florida, 31. Baldwin, 29. Uh, Cornerstone Academy, 48. First Coast Christian, 25. All the teams losing, obviously, are being eliminated. From the playoffs, Reigns eliminated Riverside 18 to nothing. Bartram Trail took Creekside out. Bartram Trail 42, Creekside 15. Uh, University Christian, man, they've got a good football team this year. Of course, you know, they're traditionally a very good high school football program. University Christian ranked fifth in the state in their particular classification. University Christian 42, the first academy 13. So the first academy has been eliminated by University Christian. University Christian Christians, 42. The first academy squad, 13. How about the Columbia County, Lake City Tigers, Columbia County, Florida, Lake City. The Columbia County, Lake City Tigers, 17. Escambia, 15, the final score. Uh, Union County, our friend Mr. Stiegel in the Union County area, his Union County team defeated Madison County. Union County 27, Madison County 16. Uh, up in Georgia, Pierce County 52, Berrien nothing. Boy, Berrien laid an egg, no points. Pierce County 52, Berrien nothing in that that uh, that Georgia's, that uh, South Georgia playoff game. Again, back into Florida, Union County, Florida 27, Madison County, Florida 16. Um, kind of a chess match, uh, Bishop Moore. Well, let's see. Bishop Moore defeated Bishop Kenny the week before, right? That was a chess match. Now, this is a new game. Bulls defeated Bishop Moore. The Bulls Bulldogs were Chipper Jones, went to high school where he played football and baseball. Then went on to, to a Hall of Fame career with the Atlanta Braves. The Bulls Bulldogs 27, Bishop Moore 10, the final. Trinity Christian where our good friend Raymond Bureau does the uh, high school football games. Uh, he does the play-by-play high school football games of Trinity Christian Academy football. Trinity Christian Academy 30, Orlando Christian 13, the final score. 
Uh, I believe this is an Orlando school or near Orlando. Wildwood lost to Hawthorne. Hawthorne's got a good football team. They played Ed White um, earlier in the season. I think Ed White played Hawthorne in the, the Jamboree. Hawthorne's still playing. Ed White went home after losing to Reigns in the first round. Hawthorne beats Wildwood. Hawthorne 33, Wildwood 15 the final. So Hawthorne battling and defeating Wildwood 33-15. They'll play another day. They'll move to the third round. These are second-round games, basically. Um, J.C. Outlaw III, who sadly passed away back on October the 31st. J.C. Outlaw III did Camden County High School football games on the radio for like 37 that's an accomplishment. 37 years. Sadly, he passed away on October the 31st of 2022. He had to actually stop doing the games in 2020 a couple of years ago due to due to um, an, his illness that he had, and he, he just couldn't do it anymore as of 2020. But he did the games from 82 up until 2020, 37 years. However, Camden County did win the first game the first round playoff game last week, they won that one, but they could not continue. Grayson in Georgia defeated Camden County. It was Grayson 28, the Camden County Wildcats 10. Uh, Ware County up in Georgia defeated Chamley, and I believe Ware County is known as the Ware County Gators up in South Georgia, Waycross area. Uh, Ware County 24, Chamley 7, a final. Ware County will... They're victorious and live on to play another day. They'll move to like the third round of the Georgia playoffs. Uh, Bradford's got really a good football team, Bradford, and they don't give up many points either. And this game was no exception. Bradford 37, and I believe Eastside is from Gainesville. Gainesville Eastside, nothing. So it was Bradford 37, Eastside, nothing. Uh, the Hilliard Flashes got eliminated. Sadly, they got beat by Lafayette here in Florida. Lafayette 31, Hilliard flashes 13. So it was Lafayette 31, Hilliard 13. Uh, this is another, let's go back up to Georgia. Dooley County eliminated Charlton County. Champ Bailey and all those Bailey brothers, however many there were. I know there was at least two of them, right? Maybe there was more than that. Or the family. There's other members of the Bailey family that have played at Charlton County up in Georgia. Folkston area, right? Uh, Dooley County eliminated Charlton County in a close game up in South Georgia. Dooley County 14 and Charlton County 13. Let me see if I find some other scores for you here. IMG Academy, the famous IMG Academy, where a lot of hot college football prospects come out of IMG Academy. IMG Academy 27, St. Francis Academy 16 in the final. Uh, Charmonade from South Florida defeated Avant. Uh, Guard Academy. Uh, final score was Chaminade. I think it's Chaminade Madonna. Let me pull the box score out where I can see these how these teams are listed here. That's right. It was Avant Guard Guard Academy playing Chaminade Madonna. I know one of my good friends on uh, Facebook, uh, Robert Hansen, is very familiar with Chaminade Madonna. And they actually won 48 to nothing. Chaminade Madonna, 48, Avant Guard Academy, nothing, uh, the final score. So that's a score from – that's actually a South uh, Florida score there. Uh, most people have heard of St. Thomas Aquinas. Many, many college football prospects have come out of St. Thomas Aquinas High School. 
St. Thomas Aquinas High School, 63, Atlantic 14, a final score. St. Edward, 27, Mentor, nothing. We're kind of uh, going a little bit deeper um, in the, uh, you know, in the part of the state of Florida. Um, got some Georgia scores in here, too. I believe this is Colquitt County in Georgia. They won. Rush Probst, I believe, used to be the coach over there for the Colquitt County Packers, I think they're known of and known as. So it was Colquitt County 49 and Harrison 28. Um, and let's uh, let's take a look at uh, we're going to take a look at some more scores. Colquitt County, Colquitt County, Norman Park, Georgia, varsity football team won Friday's home playoff game against uh, Harrison of Kennesaw, Georgia, by a score 49 to 28. So again. You know, that was a Georgia game uh, up in Georgia. Um, let's see, some more scores. Again, I'll mention that Colquitt County did win. They're ranked 22nd in their classification. Colquitt County 49, Harrison 28. Uh, North Cobb got beat by Mill Creek. Uh, Mill Creek 43, North Cobb 7. Uh, let's see, Lakeland 47, Mitchell 10. And let's see, up in North Forsyth, Langston Hughes. Man, listen to this. Langston Hughes, 77, North Forsyth, 16. Buford lost to Walton up in Georgia. Walton, 42. Buford, uh, 35. Highland Park got beaten by Geyer. How do you score this many points in a football game? Geyer, 63. Highland Park, 42. So those are some of the scores, some of the schools I'm not as, uh, you know, familiar with, obviously. Um, you know, as we know, you know, we know that Apopka won on Saturday night. And, uh, yeah, let's go back and take a look at some Saturday night scores. This would be, I, you know, basically the North Florida schools didn't play on Saturday night, but I know Apopka did. And a couple other schools. Let's take a look at some uh, Saturday night games in and around Orlando and surrounding communities outside of Orlando. Uh, Orlando Jones. I believe that's Orlando Jones 49, Avito 21. That's where Blake Bortles played his high school ball at Avito. Uh, Jones 49, Avito 21. Uh, Popka 28, Winter Park 7. We gave you that score a little bit earlier. Uh, Lake Mary 12, Seminole 8 in Florida. It was Lake Mary 12, Seminole 8. Seminole's out now. Um, Seminole is the school that actually knocked Mandarin out of the playoffs last week, and they battled against Lake Mary. Lake Mary won the game. Lake Mary 12, Seminole 8, the final score. Uh, Zarephath Academy 38, West Oaks Academy 8. Again, Jones 49. Jones is out of the Orlando area. Jones 49, Avito. 21 again, a popka. They were winners over Winter Park, a popka 28, Winter Park 7. Uh, mainland that's Daytona Beach, I believe, or, or around the Daytona Beach area. Mainland 16, Rockledge 14, a final score. So, Mainland uh, continues on in the playoffs. Now, I do know for a fact that Alabama started like a week earlier than Georgia and Florida. So I think we reported a Eufaula score. When Eufaula lost, um, you know, they actually lost 
a couple weeks back, and I was thinking that was their last regular season game, but that must have been that must have actually been a playoff game. And uh, we'll pull some scores. We'll pull some scores down uh, from that area as well, and let you know what's going on uh, in uh, parts of you know Western Georgia, South Alabama, that pocket of South Southeast Alabama. Let's see if we can find some scores there. Uh, we go back to. I tell you what, we need to go back for a couple of weeks, and I want to find the I want to find the final uh, Uvala Alabama score. And let's see, that would have been. We go back about about two weeks ago. That would have been, let's see, around that Friday night, November the 11th. Let's try to pull. Let's go back to Friday night, November the 11th. That's, you know, 10, 11 days ago, almost two weeks ago. Let's take a look at some scores. Uh, let's see, Perry beat Shaw 40 to 6. We gave you these scores a couple of weeks back on our podcast. Um, I think you fall Alabama only lost like two games all year. That second loss, I believe was a playoff loss. Uh, so we'll pick it up here with some, uh, let's see central beat enterprise 45 to 14. I believe that was a first round playoff game. Uh, Manchester, you know, this would have been back. It, it gets complicated because you got Georgia and Alabama, Manchester 40, Hancock central 14, uh, back on that date on Friday night, November the 11th, uh, Johnson County 34, Chattahoochee 21, a final. Some of these are Georgia scores. Some are Alabama scores. Um, Auburn, I believe, eliminated Dothan. Auburn 48, Dothan 20, the final. Uh, Clark Prep 24, Chambers Academy 21, I believe it is. And... So let's take a look. Let's uh, revolve into Saturday, November the 12th. Take a look at some scores. Carver, 39, Upson Lee, nothing. Decatur, 33, Harris County, 20. Northside, 35, Tucker, 27. Okay, so we are trying to find... I was trying to find the last Ufala Alabama score because they lost their first-round playoff game. So we will continue to take a look at what is going on in high school football, man. We got a lot of scores coming at you. And so please stay tuned with us. If we have some Alex Nunnery reports and interviews, we'll get to those two on this podcast as they're available to us. And let's go back. We're going to go back a little bit further. Okay. So if we go back about two weeks, let me take a look. It would be about two weeks from now. This is the second round of the Florida and state of Georgia playoffs. So if we go back to, I think we got to go back a little bit further. Man, they end things early in Alabama with their regular season. They really do. Um, Looks like uh, Millery. Got a hold of Lochapoka in Alabama. Millery defeated them. Millery 63. Lo, we have a we have a lot of fun with that name. Lochapoka in Alabama 12. Millery 63. Uh Lochapoka 12. Uh the final score. And that was on Thursday, November the 10th. Let's see if we can uh, pull up some Friday games going way back to November the 4th. And I know that uh 
Lochapoka defeated Keith 28 to 24. And this must have been the first round of the playoffs. And Lochapoka got put out of the playoffs. Over in Georgia, Terrell County defeated Randolph Clay. Terrell County 28, Randolph Clay 14. And uh, we gave you that game, you know, a few days back on our podcast. That game was played back on Friday, November the 4th. I did, I had the pleasure of doing Randolph Clay High School football games on the radio as a play-by-play voice of the Randolph Clay Red Devils for well over 10 years, almost 15 years. Westover beat Shaw 31 to nothing back on November the 4th. And let's see, Eufaula did lose, and I believe this was the playoff game. Uh, Faith Academy. I did want to find where you finally got knocked out. I believe they only had two losses all year. And Faith Academy handed you follow that loss in the playoffs. You follow was actually ranked 10th in the state of Alabama in their classification back going into that playoff game. It looked like Faith Academy was not ranked, but Faith Academy beat them. Faith Academy 21 and the Uvalde Alabama Tigers 15. That game was played back on Friday night. That again, that game was played back on Friday night, November the 4th. That is about when Uvalde season ended a couple of weeks back. I believe that was their first round playoff game. So Uvalde loses Faith Academy 21, Uvalde 15, uh, the final score. And I believe that was Uvalde's. Um, you know, final game, actually. So if I pull up a little bit of information, it was the playoff game. Uh, you, the Uvalde Alabama varsity football team lost that Friday night playoff game against Faith Academy from Mobile, Alabama, by a score of 21 to 15. And this game um, was a part of the 2022 Alabama high school football playoffs in 5A. So Alabama, I should say Uvalde Alabama, plays in 5A. They lost to Faith Academy, Faith Academy 21, and you fall of 15. Looked like uh, Faith Academy built an 8 to nothing lead. You fall scored all 15 of their points in the second quarter. Faith Academy uh, scored six points in the final quarter to win the game over Eufaula back on Friday night, November the 4th. It was Faith Academy 21 and Eufaula, Alabama Tigers 15. So that gives you a little bit of information about you know, that pocket and that we talk about, that pocket of high school football in South, Southeast Alabama, where, um, again, Eufaula got knocked out of the playoffs. Space Academy 21, Eufaula 15. Auburn knocked out uh, Fairhope 35-17. to 17. And uh, that same week, but this was a Georgia score, Kendrick 70 and Jordan nothing. That was a regular season Georgia game back on back on Friday night, November the 4th. So we've been covering a pocket of uh, high school football in south-southeast Alabama. I want to say hello to the Coffee Corner in the south-southeast Alabama area near the Alabama-Georgia border. Our producer, uh, uh, JC, there. And also want to say hello to Mad Max. He's also part of the Coffee Corner in that little remote area, south that pocket of south-southeast Alabama near the alabama Georgia border. So that brings us up to date on a lot of high school football action. And it's great to have you you tuned in today. That's, you know, a lot of high school football scores from across North Florida, Central Florida, some South Georgia scores, as well as a pocket of, we, we go back to give you when you follow was knocked out of the playoffs 
And Yavala had a good season. They only lost two games. Faith, Faith Academy knocked him out. Faith Academy 21 and Yavala, Alabama Tigers 15. I'd gotten some information from Doug Applin, uh, who lives in the South Alabama area. And, uh, you know, he's in our BigJReport.com Facebook group as well. So, Doug, I appreciate you uh, uh, messaging me back uh, with the information. And that's a complete look and rundown of most of the high school football playoff scores, uh, whether the high schools in North Florida, Central Florida, South Alabama, Western Georgia, uh, what have you. Uh, we checked that that uh, pocket of uh, high schools in the South Southeast Alabama corner uh, where the coffee club's going on. Uh, with uh, Brother J.C., one of our, our executive uh, producer, actually, J.C., and also Mad Max. Mad Max, of course, is our Georgia Bulldog football insider right near the Alabama-Georgia border. Georgia's got that SEC championship game coming up in just a few days against LSU. That's coming up in what? About, uh, about 10 days or so from now. We'll be previewing that game. And... Uh, Hey, we're going to talk more football here on the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Okay, we are going to join Alex Nunry here on the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Alex Nunry, our BigJReport.com sports reporter. Checking high school reports, uh, high school interviews. It's playoff time, you know, throughout North Florida, South Georgia. Um, that pocket of South, Southeast Alabama started their playoffs like a week before Georgia and Florida did. So Florida and Georgia basically now into the second week of high school football playoffs. And it means after every week, there's less teams still playing football. Let's check in with Alex Nunnery, our BigJReport.com sports reporter. Hey, Alex is everywhere. Our BigJReport.com sports reporter, Alex Nunnery, talking high school football with high school football reports and interviews here now. The one and the only Alex Nunnery. Alex is everywhere. Alex. Touchdown. Mustangs. Deshard West Scott. From 60 yards from the Mandarin. Touchdown run. Van Hips extra point was blocked. <laughs> On the block extra point for the Seminole fighting Seminoles. That's chasing. Chasing Johnson with the block extra point for the Seminoles. It's 16 to 6. Seminoles lead it. 11-34 remaining in the third quarter. Tion White. A touchdown. Mandarin Mustang. Tion White into the end zone for the two-point conversion as well. Things are getting a little interesting now. It's 16 to 14. Seminole leads it. 9.47 remaining in this. Third quarter. Once again, that's a 34-yard touchdown run by Tion White. A very good junior for the Mandarin Mustangs. Touch 
ゃーモスティンカイリンジャクソンエイトリンゾーンファーマートシャンパスファーチャンネルジョーンジュニア Ladies and gentlemen, with that touchdown catch, the Mandarin Mustangs have taken the lead over the Sanford Seminoles. Ben Hip, his extra point was good. 49 seconds remaining in this third quarter. It's the Mandarin Mustangs. 21. And the Sanford Seminole. 16. Folks, we have come to the end of the third quarter. Your score, the Mandarin Mustangs from right here in Jacksonville, Florida. 21. And the Sanford Seminole Fighting Seminole from beautiful Sanford, Florida. 16. Once again, it's Seminole 16, Mandarin 21. Goldie Lawrence. Third time I call his name. Florida State's getting a stud. That's a touchdown. Seminole, Goldie Lawrence. Goldie Lawrence. Once again, a touchdown, Seminole. He converts a two point conversion as well. 24 to 21. Seminole retakes the lead over Mandarin. 8 15 remaining in this fourth quarter. Touchdown. Mandarin Mustangs. T. Ah, Dwight. A 65 yard touchdown catch for Mandarin. This is your score now 28 to 24. 740 remaining in this fourth quarter. The Mandarin Mustangs 28 and the Seminole Fighting Knolls 24. Touchdown, Knolls! Touchdown, Knolls! Touchdown, Knolls! David Parks with the touchdown, Knolls run. 30 to 28, the Seminoles lead it. The two point conversion was no good by Goldie Lawrence. 406 remaining in this fourth quarter. 30 to 28, Sanford Seminole leads. Bokey wins his football game. 30 to 28. The way it looks, Bokey will play a home game versus Lake Mary next week. Lake Mary up 28 to nothing over Haggerty, but ladies and gentlemen, win. Amazing. Amazing is more than words to put it, or less. What an exciting football 
high school career for Carmelo Murphy and all of the Mandarin Mustang seniors. Bokey will play Lake Mary. Those two schools located two miles away from each other in Sanford, Florida. We're here with the the star for the for the Knowles tonight, Michael Key. How did you play tonight for the Seminoles? I feel like I played. I feel like I played well rounded. We all. Uh, I played that. We played as a team. Team player. We just did whatever we want. Did whatever we had to do to win. All right. How do y'all have to prepare for for a little brother in Lake Mary next week? Uh, we just gotta maintain. Uh, this uh, we gotta keep moving. We gotta keep moving forward. We don't look down to no opponent, even though we walk them. Uh, we gotta play like that's like this is a state game. Every game is a state game. All right. Good luck, man. Yeah. You too. Thank you. We're, we're here with the Seminole star Goldie Lawrence. A ton of touchdowns tonight. How did you play here in Jacksonville? My, my team put me in position to score, so I just scored. All right. How do y'all prepare for little brother Lake Mary next week? Uh, we just uh, practice hard, work hard. Line up. What do? All right. Hey, good luck, man. Thank you. We're here with, with the Seminole head coach, Eric Lodge. How did you all play tonight here in Jacksonville, coach? You know, I thought we played really well in the first half. Um, in the second half, defensively, we made a lot of mental mistakes and allowed them to kind of get back in the game um, with some quick touchdowns. Um, you know, after, uh, you know, the offense continued to play well, um, you know, and luckily we came out on the right side of it. Yes, sir. How do you all prepare for potentially Lake Mary next week? You know, we're going we're gonna to go and prepare just like we always do. Um, you know, and try to put our kids in the best position. And, you know, hopefully they understand that, you know, everybody's back is against the wall now in the playoffs. And as long as they, uh, you know, take care of their business and play our brand of football, we'll be okay. Yes, sir. Good luck. Thank you. Thank you. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. And welcome to another exciting edition of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. My name is Alex Nunnery. I am the sports reporter for the Teal Shirt Report podcast. And ladies and gentlemen, it's another beautiful night for football, but a frigid night here in Jacksonville, Florida. As we're here at the Bowl School. Once again, my name is Alex Nunnery. We are here at the Bowl School of Jacksonville for a terrific football game a region one class two metro game between the bishop moore hornets and the bulls bulldogs once again folks welcome to the teal shirt report podcast my name is alex nunnery it's a frigid night here on november 18th friday here in the beautiful city of jacksonville florida the san marco area of jacksonville At the Bowl School of Jacksonville for a terrific football game between the 8-3 Bishop Moore Hornets from Orlando, Florida. And the Bowl School Bulldogs at 7-4. The Hornets, they come off a 28-7 to 
win over Bishop Kenny last week. The Bulldogs, they come off a 38-6 win over Episcopal last week. This is the regional semifinal of Class 2 Metro, Region 1. The Hornets. Their principal is Miss Erica Milstrom. The president of Bishop Moore High School is Thomas Doyle, and the athletic director is Mike Malatesta. And their head football coach in his 22nd season is Matt Hendrick. Hendrick assisted by Francisco Pavone, Curtis Miller, William Hubbard, and many, many other Hornet coaches. The Bulls Bulldogs, ladies and gentlemen. The Bulldogs. The headmaster of Bulls is Mr. Tyler Hodges, the athletic director at Bowles School since 1982, is Coach Matt Morris, and the head football coach in his fourth season at Bowles is Coach Matt Topol. Topolin, coached by Manny Wellington, Todd Fordham, James Pye, Riley Skinner, and many, many other Bulls, Bulldogs coaches. The Bulldogs, their headmaster is Tyler Hodges. The athletic director is Matt Morris. And the football coach in his fourth season is Matt Topa. The Bulldogs, they're led by DJ Moore. Nine the Dream Burrows, Caleb Lampkins, James Zabrowski. Kavion Miller. And many, many other Bulldog players. While the Hornets, they're led by Drew Spingotti, Alex Marrero, Riley Willis, and Heath Hendrick. The most noble alumni from the Bowl School of Jacksonville. You have DJ Stewart, Chipper Jones, D. Brown, Hayden Hurst, and former Olympic swimmer Ryan Murphy. And also head coach, Corky Rogers. The Hornets' most noble, noble alumni is Drew Butera. Coach Rich Wallace. And many, many other Hornet alumni. Jen Brown, Michael McClendon, Drew Butera.
Tim Geltz, Emily Pires, Tony Reyna, Diego Elias, and Bob Spitolsky are the Hornets alumni, ladies and gentlemen. And here come the Bulldogs from Bull School of Jacksonville. And ladies and gentlemen, now here come the Bishop Moore Hornets from Orlando, Florida. The quarterback for the Hornets, number eight, Riley Willis. Reland Madison on the sack for the Bulldogs. Brings up second and 17 for the Hornets. Trent Carter on the tackle for the Bulldogs. Brings up third, again, 12 yards. It brings up third and five, Bishop Moore. Bishop Moore, Hornets, from Orlando, Florida. Luke Fitzgibbon on the catch for that. Hornets. That was a game of 12 on the play. Drew Spinogati on the punt. A 31-yard punt. Actually, make that 27-yard punt. It's first down. Bulls dogs at the 27 yard line. First down, Bulls. The quarterback for the dogs, number one, a junior, DJ Moore. Tyro Neal, hurdles. A first down, dogs. Mylon Bowen on a sack for the Hornets of DJ Moore. Bulls just plays it safe and runs it. That was an eight-yard sack of Mylon Bowen from Mylon Bowen. Matthew Berry set the point for the Bulls Bulldogs. Mylon Bowen back deep for the Bishop Moore Hornets. Short punt. It's first and ten, Hornets. Oh, 
looks like about 12 yard punt. It's a first and 10. Bishop Moore Hornets. And a 48 yard line. Credit all the Bishop Moore fans from Orlando for making the two and a half hour drive. Pretty much all this away section here at the Bulls is crowded with Bishop Moore Hornets fans. Ty Hippolito. With a 50-yard field goal, it's three to nothing. Bishop Moore leading balls. 16 seconds remaining in this first quarter after Ty Apolito's 50-yard field goal, ladies and gentlemen. Six one one seventy senior for the Bishop Moore Hornets from Orlando, Florida. Touchdown, Bulldogs! Kayvon Miller—a five-yard touchdown run. Matthew Berry on to attempt the field goal. The extra point, I should say. A halftime at beautiful Bears Stadium on Bartram Trail High School. It's the Bears, 21, Creekside, nothing. At halftime, at Baldwin. It's the Baldwin Indians 14 and the Baker County Wildcats 14. Reigns leads Riverside 12 to nothing. 15 to 6. University Christian leads. The first Academy Royals. Matthew Barry's extra point was good. 8.47 remaining in the first half here at the Bulldog Stadium, George H. Hodges Field. It's 7-3. Bulls leads. Braden Miller on the catch. It's first and ten. Bishop Moore Hornets. At the Bulls, 45-yard line. Touchdown. Hornets. He. Hendrick with a touchdown catch. Go, 
10 to 3 Hornets. 10 to 7 Hornets lead it over Bulls. Five fifty-eight left in the second quarter. Touchdown Bulldogs. Kayvon Miller with a touchdown bowls run. One thirty-six remaining in this first half. Fourteen to ten. The Bulls Bulldogs lead. Bishop Moore Hornets. Reigns, the Vikings, be the Riverside Generals. 18 to nothing. The Vikings will play the winner of this football game next week. If Bishop Moore were to win, the Vikings would host next week. Bartram is up 35-7 for Creekside. Beholds 20, Crestview 14, OCP 13, Trinity 7. Lathan Biddle with four touchdown runs for the Bears. He is the Bartram Trail running back. Another terrific alumni of the Bulls school that I totally forgot to mention is San Francisco Giants outfielder Austin Slater. Also, Jackson Baumeister as well. Baumeister, a pitcher for the Florida State Seminoles. Also, Gator linebacker Jack Hyburn. And Air Force running back Cade Frew. And NC State linebacker Caden Fordham. All Bulls alumni. As we begin the second half. Bowles leads it 14 to 10 over Bishop Moore. The Bulldogs, they're led by South Carolina commit tight end Connor Cox and by offensive lineman and ULL commit Cooper Fordham. It's first and ten, dogs. KJ Perry, a touchdown. Bulldogs. Six twenty-five remaining in the third quarter. It's 21 to 10 Bulls leads it. 
Tavon Miller once again meets Peter. It's 28 to 10. Bold leads Bishop Moore. 8.57 remaining in this fourth quarter. It's looking like next week will be a Bulls Reigns matchup right here at Dogs Stadium next week. Creekside's historic season came to an end tonight. The Bears, they defeated Creekside. 42-15, Bartram Trail won. Once again, Bartram Trail won 42-15. They will most likely play Beholtz next week. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a final here at the Bowl School of Jacksonville. It's the Bulls Bulldogs 28 and the Bishop Moore Hornets 10. Ladies and gentlemen, the Bulls Bulldogs will take on the Reigns Vikings next week right here at Bulldogs Stadium. We will have a couple of interviews following this football game. We're here with the, the star of the night for the Bulldogs. Three touchdowns and an interception for Kayvon Miller. How did you play tonight against a very good Bishop Moore team tonight? All right, uh, so I played I played pretty well tonight. Uh, I would have to give it all to my teammates though because they all they all, they were playing their part and they put me in a position that I could so I could do what I could so I could do what I do best and just make plays. You know, it was just amazing that they put me in those positions to make those plays. And when we did, I mean, we made those plays. So it was a great thing that we did. All right, how do y'all have to prepare for a very good Roman Dolls and Reigns Vikings team? Well, to prepare for them, we have to make sure we're on everything. They're a very good team overall, like offensive and defensive-wise. So we have to make sure we're on our P's and Q's, both on offense and defense, and make sure that we're ready for anything they throw at us. All right, good luck, man. All right, thank you. Thank you. We're here with the Hornets kicker, Ty Epilato. How did you play tonight here in Jacksonville? A 50-yard field goal. How did you play tonight here in Jacksonville? Felt great, you know. Got a career long for in-game, but I couldn't do it without my sapper and holder, you know. They really put me in the best position to hit that, so I'm grateful for them. Yes, sir. And how, how did you all play as a team tonight? Unfortunately, you all season ended, but how did you all play tonight? Sucks to lose, but we fought hard, dude. It, I love seeing my brothers out there giving it their all. Yes, Won't sir. regret it. Hey, good luck, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Hey, we want to thank Alex Nunry for those fine high school football reports and interviews. Bowles defeated, I believe it was Bishop Moore, right, as Alex reported. Um, you know, Bishop Moore the week before had knocked Bishop Kenny out of the playoffs, I believe. And uh, this was a second-round uh, contest in which um, – you know, you know, Bishop Kenny had defeated Bowles. I think it was was it the last regular season game by one point. I think Bowles was one. Bishop Kenny wanted to play him again, but uh, Bishop Moore apparently out of Orlando defeated Bishop Kenny um, the week before. So you had Bishop Moore and Bowles playing in the playoffs. Bowles won the game over Bishop Moore, and so Bowles still playing football uh, here in uh, late November. So congratulations to the Bulls Bulldogs.
They win their second-round playoff game. They win their first-round playoff game, their second-round playoff game. Bishop Moore is out. Uh, we did give you a few extra reports uh, from Alex's game last Monday. Alex has been to Thursday, Friday, Saturday night games, Monday night games. Alex was at the Monday night game, which would have been back on November the 14th, Monday night, November the 14th. Pretty good football game. This was the last game that Mandarin played. Mandarin was, you know, sadly eliminated in a very close football game. It was Seminole, and I think Alex called him Bokey. I don't, you know, I don't know all the particulars on why they're called Bokey or Seminole or, or but man, a very, very good uh, football program. I believe they're from near Orlando, around the Sanford area. And um, again, uh, Seminole. Won that game over Mandarin, uh, Seminole thirty, Mandarin twenty-eight. That put Mandarin out of the playoffs. Um, Seminole advanced to the next round, and you know Seminole actually got beat in the playoffs. I want to thank Alex for the, you know certainly those uh, wonderful and uh, fine reports. Um, Alex covered the um, the Mandarin Seminole game. A lot of tradition with Seminole, Bokey, what have you, around the San, Sanford area. Very good football program. It's a shame anybody has to lose when they get in the playoffs, but playoffs, that's right, playoffs. When you get in the playoffs, man, one game you lose, you have a bad game, have a bad play, game ends close. And, I mean, Seminole did um, defeat Mandarin 30-28. to 28. So, I mean, you're talking about, you're talking about some close – some very close football games. Um, Seminole, I know, battled Lake Mary. We gave you the score a little bit earlier. Um, Seminole did advance by Seminole defeated, or I think Alex referred to him as Bokey, I believe. But Seminole did advance. I'll let Alex kind of clear that up when I talk to Alex again. But I kind of knew who I knew who he was talking about. So. Again, a lot of good footballs uh, being played. I know that, uh, let's see, back on, well, heck, it was just last night, Saturday night, November the 19th. We're recording this podcast on Sunday, November the 12th. I'm sorry, Sunday, November the 20th. Looking at my calendar and even my laptop, it says Sunday, November the 20th. So I wanted to pull up those Saturday night scores again. You know, if we can find those... uh, those Saturday night playoff scores, because there were some Saturday night playoff scores. Give me a second. We'll try to pull those up for you. Um, I know most of the Jackson, most of the Jacksonville games actually were played on Friday night. They got some scores over here. I may have missed these earlier. Uh, these were actually Friday, November the 18th scores. Um, Ocala won their game over TCAS. Ocala Christian 44, TCAS nothing. Um, West Orange was defeated by a, 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 actually, it's hard to pronounce his name of this school. Oki, right? O C O E E, Oki? Oki, I believe they're called. Oki 29, West Orange 28. If I mispronounce the name, please let me know. Uh, Akoi, I think it's Akoi actually. Akoi 29, West Orange 28. Boy, that was a close playoff game. 
Uh, we told you about University Christian a little bit earlier in the podcast. They defeated the First Academy. University Christian from Jacksonville, 42. The First Academy, 13. You can hear, uh, actually, on this podcast episode, show number 64. You can actually... Uh, you can actually uh, hear scores throughout this podcast, high school football playoff scores. These are all the playoff games that we're talking about predominantly. Uh, uh, Coco eliminated Palm Bay. These games were played on Friday, November the 18th. Coco 49, Palm Bay 3. Let's see. Um, let me review this here. Coco 49, Palm Bay 3. Ocala Christian 44, TCAS nothing. Uh, University Christian still playing football here in late November. It's University Christian 42, the first Academy 13. And, you know, when you get in the playoffs, it's one and done. You keep winning, you keep playing, you lose. Even if it's by one point, you go home. And Akoe, I think I'm saying it right, Akoe 29, West Orange 28, the final uh, P.K. Young, where I believe Doug Dickey, the Florida Gator coach uh, from the 1970s era. And he was, so, you know, Doug Dickey played high school ball in Gainesville. He ended up coaching up at Tennessee. He ended up coaching at Florida. I saw him. I actually had a chance to meet Doug Dickey at a J.U. Dolphin football game when actually uh, – Alex Nunry told me that I believe he said that uh, I believe Doug Dickey's grandson played football at JU um, for one of those years that they had football. It was a very special time when uh, Jacksonville University had their football program. Kerwin Bell was a coach, and then they had some other coaches after, after Kerwin uh, left. Um, but P.K. Young, where Doug Dickey played his high school ball, and I believe he played his high school ball at P.K. Young, and P.K. Young is from what, right around the Gainesville area. P.K. Young, 35, Holy Trinity Episcopal Academy, three, the final score. Uh, part of my story is I got a chance to meet Doug Dickey. First time I've ever met Doug Dickey and met him at a J.U. football game uh, probably a, just a couple of years ago. Um, so, so Doug Dickey, uh, who apparently – makes his home in Jacksonville, um, coached for the Florida Gators, was athletic director at Tennessee, coached at Tennessee. He won a couple of SEC championships at Tennessee, then went to Florida. The hopes were he would win the SEC title when he was at, at Florida, which he did not. He was the head coach of the Florida Gators for about nine years and really coached some talented guys, you know, including Chris Collinsworth of uh, NFL Sunday Night fame. Chris Collingsworth played in his NFL days with the Bengals. He played quarterback his freshman year in Florida, and then he was switched to switched to wide receiver. That was a good that was a good move for Chris Collinsworth. He became a really good wide receiver. PK Young, thirty five, Holy Trinity Episcopal Academy, three the final. Uh, Trinity Catholic, fifty six, Father Lopez, uh, six. Um, Lake Wales, forty, Vanguard, nothing. Wildwood lost to Hawthorne. Hawthorne 33, Wildwood 15. We're giving you some scores we gave you a little bit earlier, too. Osceola 10, Treasure Coast 7, a final. The teams that lose in these playoff games are out, obviously. Uh, Lake Mineola 48, Winter Haven 14, a final. How about Raymond Bureau, the guy that does uh, play-by-play for Trinity Christian Academy? They are still in the playoffs. 
They defeated Orlando Christian Prep. It was Trinity Christian Academy 30, Orlando Christian Prep 13, the final score. And again, the game Alex was at, Alex Nunry, our BigJReport.com sports reporter, was at. Bowles defeated Bishop Moore. It was Bowles 27 and Bishop Moore 10, the final score. Edgewater, where my mom went to high school, Orlando Edgewater 28, Tampa Bay Tech 24. Tampa Bay Tech, I had an opportunity to talk to Alex Nunnery about Tampa Bay Tech. He said they have a really, really good football team at Tampa Bay Tech, but Edgewater has beaten them. Orlando Edgewater 28, Tampa Bay Tech 24. The final score, uh, Vero Beach, you know, where the hurricane went into. Um, I believe it was, was it Vero Beach? I believe it was Vero Beach in that area. They got they got the, the real strong winds from the recent hurricane slash tropical storm, Nicole, when it made, you know, when it, when it made landfall. Um, I believe it was around, I believe it was around Vero Beach. Um, I know they had some damage in that area, but Vero Beach back playing football. And they're in the playoffs. They're still playing because they won. Vero Beach 26 and Melbourne, Florida 7. Uh, again, Bowles 27, Bishop Moore 10, the final score. Bowles still playing football. Bishop Moore has been eliminated. Bishop Moore had eliminated Bishop Kenny the week before in the first round of, playoffs, of the playoffs. So that's some of the uh, – a lot of high school uh, football from North Florida, Central Florida, South Georgia, some South Georgia scores as well. Um, we may, I tell you what I'll do, we'll go up to Georgia one more time and check some uh, uh, scores we got from up in Georgia. Let's take a look at some scores up in the uh, Georgia area that we do have. And these are going to be playoff games on uh, Friday, November the 25th. Let's see what we got. Uh, give me a second here. We'll pull up. Let's pull up the, uh, okay, I'll pull up some scores. Looking for some scores. Uh, on. Actually, I need to back up to Friday, November the 18th, just a couple of days ago. That's, that's where the scores are. Okay. I can't predict the future. I can't give you scores from the future. Boy, that'd be, that'd be something, wouldn't it? We could tell you what the scores are going to be about a week ahead of time. That would work in the NFL, wouldn't it? Really good. Okay, so let's go back and take a look at the Friday, Friday, November the 18th scores. Let's take a look at some, uh, typically, let's pull up some, uh, let's pull up some, see if we've got some uh, Georgia scores. I think we gave you most of the scores. Let's see what we got. Uh, we're going to go back to, let's see, there were some scores on Saturday, November the 19th in Georgia. Uh, Lee Academy, 28. Thomas Hayward Academy, nothing. Uh, Providence Homeschool, 63. Coastal Homeschool, 22. And that is a Providence up in Georgia, I believe. It was Providence Homeschool, 63. Coastal Homeschool, 22. And a pull up. Let's pull up the uh, Friday scores from uh, those were Saturday scores. Let's pull up Friday night. Um, let's see. Let's pull up some more scores that we do have on Friday. November the 18th in Georgia. Trying to find a few scores. Let's see. Friday. Okay. Scores we got. We pulled some of these up a little bit earlier. Let's see. 
I think we may have hit most all the, we may have actually hit most all the uh, Georgia scores earlier in the podcast. We've been trying to check some scores to try to give you as many, you know, as many scores as, as we can in the areas of uh, North Florida, South Georgia, Central Florida, and obviously a pocket of uh, South Alabama as well. I know you probably got knocked out of the playoffs a couple of weeks ago by Faith Academy. Faith Academy 21, you follow 15 back on November the 4th. You follow lost only two games all season, and one of them uh, was actually a playoff game. So, you know, we're talking playoffs, uh, high school football, and – I think we've I think we basically run through most all the scores, uh, and we appreciate Alex Nunnery's reports. Uh, Bowles keeps playing. Bowles defeated Bishop Moore, as we told you. Uh, been a lot of great, you know, a lot of great high school football games that have been played. I think we I think we gave you most all the scores. We're still checking for more scores. Um, again, it was Faith Academy twenty one, Yuvala, Alabama fifteen. That game was played back on November the fourth. Um, want to congratulate on Saturday night the Apopka Blue Darters keep playing football. They defeated uh, Winter Park. It was the Apopka Blue Darters twenty-eight, Winter Park seven, and that game was played just this past Saturday. That was actually Saturday night, uh, November the nineteenth. So we've given you most of the most of the scores. I wanted to give you that. Uh, let's see if I can pull that uh, score up about Lake Mary again, because Lake Mary. Is still, they're still playing football, right? Let's pull that score up that we've got. Or um, give me a second. Let's pull up some of those scores, the Central Florida scores, uh, Lake Mary area. Give me a moment, and we'll pull it up Saturday, November the nineteenth, which was yesterday. Here, here's some of the scores that we do have. Hmm. Let's see. Friday, November the 18th, we had some scores. Okay, here we go. Uh, University Christian, we gave you some of these scores earlier. University Christian, 42. The First Academy, 13. Coco, 49. Palm Bay, 3. Uh, Ocala Christian, 44. TCAS, nothing, a final. And Ocoee, 29. West Orange, 28. So we're repeating some of the scores that we had, uh, you know, a little bit earlier. Um, there are a lot of high school football scores out there. I want to thank Alex Nunnery for the fine job he did on uh, his high school football uh, reports and his high school uh, football interviews that Alex Nunnery did. Thank you so much for the reports, Alex. You've been listening to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. This is episode show number 64, just trying to give you as many scores of, of a high school variety as we can. Um, in this podcast, check it out again. We've got college football scores throughout this podcast, high school football scores, and more. As you are listening to the uh, Teal Shirt Report podcast, um, we can always go back real quick uh, to some more scores that we had up on uh, Friday, let's see. Yeah, we uh, we gave you these scores earlier. Baker County, Florida, 31, Baldwin, 29. Reigns, 18. The Riverside Generals, formerly known as Lee High School, nothing. That was Reigns, 18. Riverside Generals, nothing. 
Uh, Alex Nunry's High School Bartram Trail still playing football. Bartram Trail 42, Creekside 15. The final uh, Cornerstone Academy 48, First Coast Christian 25. Again, Baker County, Florida Wildcats 31. Those Baker County Wildcats 31, Baldwin 29. Uh, again, we'll repeat. Uh, I don't get. I know a lot of people don't get tired of hearing about University Christian winning. They're still winning. They're still in the playoffs. Uh, University Christian forty-two, the first academy thirteen. Uh, Columbia County Lake City seventeen, Escambia fifteen. The final Lake City still in the playoffs. You know Lake City, the Columbia County Tigers. You know the last few years I followed their program. They seem to, their program is interesting. They, sometimes they start out slow. They seem like they get stronger and stronger as the season goes along. And Columbia County still play, and they beat a tough panhandle school of Scambia. Columbia County, Lake City Tigers. Columbia County, Lake City Tigers, 17 of Scambia, 15 in the playoffs. So Columbia is going to head to the Columbia County Tigers Going to head to the next round of the playoffs. Union County winning. Union County 27, Madison County 16. Again, the game Alex was at uh, was the Bulls Bulldogs on Friday night, uh, November the 18th. The Bulls Bulldogs won their second round game. The Bulls Bulldogs 27, Bishop Moore 10. Up in Georgia, Camden County got eliminated. And this had to be a surprise because Grayson was, I believe, unranked. Camden County was ranked fourth in their classification up in uh, Georgia. It was Grayson 28, the Camden County Wildcats 10. Uh, Hawthorne still winning in uh, Florida. Hawthorne 33, Wildwood 15. And again, congratulations to the Trinity Christian Academy Conquerors. Still playing in the playoffs. They've won two rounds. They won their first round game. Now they won their second round game. The Trinity the Trinity Christian Academy conquers 30, Orlando Christian Prep 13, you know, among the scores. And uh, been a lot of football games up in Georgia, Dooley County 14, Charlton County 13, the final. Back in Florida, Bradford 37, Eastside and Gainesville area, nothing. That was Bradford 37, Eastside, nothing. Ware County up in Georgia, Ware County 24, Chamley, Georgia 7. Uh, Deerfield Windsor, private school from up around the Albany, Georgia area. Deerfield Windsor, 18, Frederica Academy, 14. So Deerfield Windsor still playing in the playoffs up in Georgia. Deerfield Windsor, 18, Frederica Academy, 14. So that's, um, I, I don't think I'd seen the Deerfield Windsor score before. More scores apparently being added to the pulse of scores that we're getting from across North Florida. South Georgia, Central Florida, and even a pocket of South Alabama. Up in Georgia, again, Dooley County, 14, Charlton County, 13. So that's some of the, a lot of the high school football scores. Um, you know, from actually just the, the, you know, the past couple of days that we've been uh, giving you, um, you know, right here in North Florida, Central Florida, South Georgia, and even a pocket of, Southeast Alabama, some games coming up. Man, there's a, there's a pretty good schedule of games coming up on Friday, November the 25th. Lake Mary, 8-3, will play a Popkin, 9-3. Uh, that game, the Lake Mary, Lake Mary keeps winning. They did, uh, Lake Mary did eliminate Seminole. Bokey, as I think Alex called him, Seminole, uh, a Popkin, Popkin 9-3 will play Lake Mary 8-3. That game will be played on Friday, 
November the 25th at 7 o'clock p.m. Some other games, let's see, Mainland from near the Daytona Beach area, 9-3, and will play Jensen Beach, 10-2. and That game will be played at 7.30 p.m. on Friday night, November the 25th. So these are some games coming up. Pahokee, 9-2, and will play Hawthorne, 9-0 and at 7.30 p.m. for the kickoff on Friday night, November the 25th. So that's some of the games also coming up. Uh, Coco plays South Sumter. South Sumter is undefeated at 12 and 0. Coco 8 and 3. That game will be played at 7:30 on Friday night, November the 25th. That game coming up in just a few days. So we keep you up to date with high school football right here at the Teal Shirt Report podcast. We, of course, first and foremost cover the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jaguars' next game is coming up Sunday. November the 27th, we recorded this show during the bye week that the Jaguars are having not playing this week. The Jacksonville Jaguars now 3-7 and seven on the season. Their next game will be coming up against the, I believe the Baltimore Ravens are like, what are they, 6-3 and three now. The Baltimore Ravens are 6-3. and three. The Jaguars are 3-7. and seven. The two teams will play on Sunday, November the 27th here in Jacksonville at TIA Bank Field. Sunday afternoon, November the 27th at uh, 1 o'clock p.m. Presently, as we record this podcast, on uh, November the 20th, the Jacksonville Jaguars are actually a four-point underdog. Baltimore, the Baltimore Ravens, are a four-point favorite over the Jacksonville Jaguars coming up on Sunday, November the 27th. So we gave you just about everything we could give you. Uh, here on the podcast, I know I was I was getting delayed trying to find some scores there, but thank you for bearing with me. Thank you for your patience. Thank you for listening to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. We'll do it again real soon. Uh, w- whether you tune in in a few minutes or a few hours from now, we'll have another episode of the podcast real soon. This is episode, or this has been episode show number 64, season number three of the Teal Shirt Report podcast, episode show number 64 of this year of 2022. Thank you for listening. I want to thank my uh, producers, Alex Nunnery, and also our executive producer, uh, JC. Thank you for all the help, guys. I'm your host of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. My name is Scott, signing off. And until next time, hey, have a great day. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Hey, going to break in with a little little encore here. I want to thank everybody that helps me, you know, besides Alex uh, Nunry, our producer, and JC, our executive producer. I want to thank John Gaylor for getting us a lot of scores, a lot of insight, his opinion. Everybody has an opinion, right? John Gaylor is no exception. One, one, and John does a great job for us, uh, helping us with our Facebook group and even stuff he gives me, you know, for the podcast as well. John Gaylor, thank you very, very much. I want to say hello to uh, Mr. Ray Jenny in our Facebook group. Always great for, you know, comments uh, in our Facebook group. And again, we're going to be coming at you with more and more podcasts. And a lot of times we like to actually hit a subject in our Facebook group and kind of share it with you on the podcast. And we'll do some of that on the next podcast as well. I broke back in also because I found another score. You know, we find all these darn scores uh, Buckholtz, I found the Gainesville uh, Buell score. They're actually, you know, back in the day, I think we used to call them Buckholtz, but it's also Buholtz is actually how you pronounce the name of the school. Gainesville Buholtz still winning in the playoffs. Gainesville Buholtz 54, Crestview 33. Some of these scores were kind of slow to come in. 
I think some folks had scores, some people didn't. And this game was actually played on uh, Friday, November the 18th, Friday night, November the 18th. Uh, Gainesville Buholes moving on to the next round of the playoffs. Gainesville Buholes 54, Crestview 33. That game played back on, I believe, Friday night, November the 18th. Again, Bradford 37, Eastside nothing. We gave you that score a little bit earlier. P.K. Young, uh, P.K. Young out of the Gainesville area. P.K. Young 35, Holy Trinity Episcopal 3. Pahokee 50, Chiefland 28 as Chiefland is eliminated. And those are some more of the scores. I think we hit most of them. We really did. Anything we missed, we'll, you know, we'll catch back up on on the next podcast. Again, this has been episode show number 64 of the Teal Shirt Report podcasting. And a special quick thank you to Alex Nunnery, our BigJReport.com sports reporter. Alex Nunnery, also a producer here on the Teal Shirt Report podcast. And want to thank JC again very, very quickly, our executive producer of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Thank you so much, JC. We want to continue to keep JC in our thoughts and prayers. In the passing of his dad, he lost his dad. Uh, His dad passed away. Big Johnny passed away back on October the 31st. So, JC, our prayers and thoughts are with you in the the recent passing of your dad, uh, Big, Big Johnny. You've been listening to the Till Shirt Report podcast, episode show number 64. That's going to do it. We recorded this podcast on November 20th. We'll have another podcast coming up in a few minutes or a few hours. Just keep checking back in with us at the Teal Shirt Report podcast network. And uh, check us out. The best place to find the podcast or anything for that matter, go to our website at bigjreport.com. You have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. This has been episode show number 64. I'm your host, Scott. You have a great day. We'll talk to you again real soon. Thank you for listening to the Teal Shirt Report podcast.